0: Hello, you're listening to Drawn to the Flame, a podcast for fans of Arkham Horror, the card game. I'm your host, Frank, and this is another one of my first-look episodes. As will become clear over the next five episodes, I am first-looking all the investigator starter decks, or trying to, anyway. I've managed to get my hands on them at last, and I'm so, so over the moon to be diving in and looking at these. I'm not sure if first looking is the right way to look at this huge influx of player cards for the game. I'm really not sure if this is the the best way of trying to make sense of them. But I also think it would be doing first looks a disservice if we somehow shied away from doing first looks if there were more cards or things like that. So I've just figured I'm still going to go for it. I'm going to give it my best. We'll see how long I survive before my brain fries and I thought just to keep me on my toes as well, I wasn't even going to do the starter decks in order. I'm going to randomise the order so that I don't even know what's coming up. So I've assigned each starter deck a number. Nathaniel Cho is a one, Harvey Walters is a two, Winifred Habermock is a three, Jacqueline Fine is a four, and Stella Clark is a five. I will re-roll sixes. I have a six-sided die here. Uh you can write into the cast and say why you think I've given them the numbers that I've given them. Be very interested to hear your take on that. So let's see which Investigator Starter deck we're first looking now. Six, of course, the one I'm re-rolling. Five, Stella Clark. Wow, okay, let's do it. Let's start with Stella. So Stella Clark is the letter carrier. She's a 3234. 3 Willpower, 2 Intellect, 3 Combat, 4 Agility. Chosen and Civic Traded, 8 Health and 8 Sanity. After you fail a skill test, you may take an additional action during your turn this round. Limit once per round. So I think straight away I'm thinking, if I fail a skill test in the Enemy or Upkeep phases, my turn will have already passed, so I will miss out on the opportunity to take an additional action. But if I fail a skill test in Mythos or in the Investigation phase... I would, as long as it's the investigation phase during or before my turn, I then would be able to take another action, which is lovely. Elder Sign effect, plus one. You may instead choose to automatically fail this skill test to heal one damage and one horror. Okay, so maybe you were planning to fail a test already, and you draw the Elder Sign, and it gives you the plus one that means it's a pass. So you, you actually, your Elder Sign gives you another fail effect if you were already planning to stack in some fail effects. Now, for the investigators themselves, the actual investigator cards, I'm not going to go into too much detail about them because we'll do investigator-specific episodes in the future. That's Peter and me. I just will give you my headlines there. It's a nice rounded stat line. We've mentioned that before. Slight lean towards agility at the end of the stat line, but not so much that you'd immediately go, oh, wow, that's a stat to work around. Although you compare that stat line to, say, Wendy, and it's pretty good comparably bit more combat, a bit less intellect, maybe slightly less robust, but still pretty good. And with Track Shoes and Peter Sylvester, I can see the agility becoming a stat that maybe you wouldn't fail tests with, which would be interesting. Back of Stella Clark, flip her over. Deck size 30, Survivor 0-5, to Neutral 0-5, to and then we know that she gets three copies of Neither Rain Nor Snow, one copy of Called by the Mists, and one random basic weakness. Not even going to look into any more than that. Just really cool to have Stella in the game. Her storyline is also one of the most intriguing that we've seen so far in the IP, and it's brilliant that FFG are broadening the appeal of their different investigators, It's so fantastic. Neither rain nor snow. Now this is a card that Peter and I announced on the cast, so I don't need to say too much about this. It's a skill card, she gets three of them. It has triple wild icon, innate and developed traded. It's Stellar Clark deck only. If this skill test fails, cancel all effects of the failed test. I've had pointed out to me after our announcement that you could, say, put in Take Heart and Neither Rain Nor Snow into a test. And if you're still going to fail the test, you could trigger Take Heart first and get two cards and two resources and then trigger Neither Rain Nor Snow to cancel all effects of the failed test, which would be, say, an enemy retaliating or an alert enemy hitting you or a haunted effect going off or something like that. Because they both have the same trigger point, if this skill test fails, you get to pick the order. So you would pick to trigger the beneficial failure effects and then use neither rain nor slow to cancel the non-beneficial ones, which is a kind of... um, Slightly more nuanced reading of that card, and I think it's quite a, a, a worthwhile one to know about. I've heard on the grapevine from people who know that Stella's skill ceiling is particularly high, which I think is the case for many survivors. You know, i sitting either playing Silas myself or watching someone else play Silas or Calvin. How many times have you seen people pull something off that they shouldn't be able to do, but they're a survivor, so they kind of pull off that magic? Yeah. It'll be really worth bearing in mind that if you have neither rain nor snow in hand, actually cancelling the effects of a failed test could be really important. And just comparing that with what Stella likes to do, she wants to fail tests, but maybe you'll reach a point where the penalty for failure is so great that you actually can't bear to take it. So having a card in hand that can stop the penalty and still give you an action, because her action is a reaction after you fail a skill test, so it's not in itself... The effect of the failed skill test. That's kind of cool. So, one, neither rain nor snow. Two, neither rain nor snow. Three, neither rain nor snow. And then we get to see Call by the Mists. Oh, look at that. Oh, it's the house that calls her name, right? Revelation, put called by the Mists into play in your threat area. It's curse-traited, it's a weakness. Forced, after you initiate a skill test with a difficulty of four or higher, take one damage. Double action, discard, called by the mists. Okay, I see how that's playing. Normally, as a survivor, you might look for those high difficulty tests that you're definitely going to flub because you want to fail and get extra actions as Stella, but this means that that gets slightly shut down and it damages you. It's also worth noting that the Mythos phase might just give you a test that's four or higher, that you can do nothing about. In which case you're just taking a damage. So you draw that in upkeep and then you initiate a skill test with a difficulty four or higher in Mythos, you're taking a damage. You're thinking, oh, damn. Thinking of those Dream Eaters cards, not Deeper Slumber, Somnophobia, which, yeah, it's just a difficulty five straight up. Be worth bearing in mind. We'll think anyway that Stella will care about test difficulties, but. That's particularly worth bearing in mind. I'm also thinking if you use something like drawing thin to add to the difficulty of tests, if you're trying a drawing thin thing in Stella, having this weakness out is a bit of a pain. Easy to get rid of it, just two actions. And with extra actions, it's not a pain. So that's her signature weakness. Like I say, we'll focus on the investigators more fully down the line. Her basic weakness is also a treachery. It's madness-treated. It's a Put a into play in your threat area. After you fail a skill test, take a horror is the forced effect. Double action to discard. What is a The art is Mary had a little lamb, little lamb, little lamb, Mary had a little lamb, whose face was white as snow, it's that like some note. My Greek is failing me. I wonder what aticos is. Hmm. Anyway, so I mean, that's kind of an interesting pair with Stella and Called by the Mists, because this is just saying if you're using your ability and failing, you're taking horror. Get rid of it pretty easily. That's maybe a fear of making mistakes. That makes sense, yeah? So if you're failing skill tests, you take horror. Okay, that can be punishing for her. It's a nice basic weakness for her. You You can imagine, really, with any survivor who's playing into failure tech, this would be mean, but obviously particularly in Stella. So that's the sort of the start of the deck handled, and now we get into the meat of the deck, the actual cards. First up, we have the 0.18 Derringer. It's a three-cost asset with a combat icon, item, weapon, firearm, and illicit traded. Uses two ammo, action, spend one ammo, fight, you get plus two combat and deal plus one damage for this attack. If you fail, place one ammo on the on the Derringer, takes up the hand slot. This card was one of the cards that was announced i'm pretty sure i think this and its upgraded version was announced so it's a neat little weapon three cost for only two ammo is pretty steep but if you fail your attacks you keep getting ammo it also gives you a decent combat boost and a plus one damage and it's non-conditional or rather it's unconditional damage if you hit you do the damage which is nice and if you don't hit you haven't wasted the ammo which is also nice Stella fights at a 5 with this, which seems like this is a pretty good weapon for taking out any kind of fight 2, maybe some fight 3 enemies on standard difficulty. And either you're firing a couple of shots and dealing with them, or you're missing, and that's really annoying that you would have wasted ammo. But of course, for the Derringer, you're not. Thinking back to what Peter said before about the old key ring, the point of the old key ring is you only run out of charges for it when you've got those two clues the derringer this is a similar thing once you've done your four damage for three cost then it will go but every time you fail doing that you'll get another chance at it it's kind of good you might even want to throw an early test fight against a really difficult enemy with this knowing that you'll fail and you'll get extra actions and you haven't wasted the ammo for failing which i guess is at the heart of what stella's doing so there are two copies of that good to know Next is Grimm's Fairy Tales, another one I'm pretty sure we saw announced. Two cost asset, willpower icon, item and tome traded, uses four secrets. Reaction, after an investigator at your location fails a skill test by two or more, exhaust Grimm's Fairy Tales and spend one secret, heal one horror from that investigator. Play two to heal four horror. You need to pretty heavily tank a test, or you meet up against a test that's so difficult that you're probably going to fail. But also, of course, if you pull a tentacle on anything higher than a one difficulty test, that will also drop your skill to zero. So you can heal that. Two cost for four horror healing is pretty generous, I would say. Compare it to Clarity of Mind, two cost for three. Logical Reasoning, two cost for two horror healing. First Aid, two cost for three. This is pretty nice, right? Liquid Courage is what one cost for eight (laughs) if you can pass the test so yeah you're probably liquid courage is your top choice but then after that the Grimm's fairy tales are good I guess the question is do you just want this sitting there slowly healing you I could see you know maybe someone like Agnes liking this and I've got to try not to go too deeply into who else would like this card because Peter and I would actually like to do some episodes where we take these starter decks and take them on an exploration through the other investigators and see what lands. I mean, the other thing, of course, is that this is maybe a nice support Carolyn card where she has that sitting down. But yeah, like I say, we won't get too into that because I think these episodes could go on forever if we look at every card up against the 35 investigators. So we'll try and keep them focused on Stella. Stella with eight sanity makes me think that she maybe doesn't need this too desperately, but it's a nice thing to kind of offer the party, and maybe if she's tanking some tests like, say, a Rotting Remains test and taking quite a lot of horror in one go, then being able to mitigate the severity of that failure by healing some of it back is quite nice. I was playing Tony yesterday, two days ago, and I noticed that one of the things I really liked about Tony was I was trying out Delilah and Tony, which maybe felt like overkill, but it was fun to try, and using Delilah to ping a bountied enemy for damage meant that essentially the cost was reduced by one because I was then getting the bounty back. And you'd think that there's a similar thing going on here for mitigation for horror, that if you're failing tests and taking horror, but you're actually healing the horror back up, maybe one of the penalties for failure is mitigated, which is kind of nice. There's two copies of Grimm's Fairy Tales as well, as you'd expect. Next is the old keyring, one cost asset, intellect icon item and tool traded uses two keys if there are no keys on old keyring discard it action investigate your location gets minus 2 shroud for this investigation if you succeed remove one key from old keyring definitely go back listen to peter playing think on your feet and listen to our discussion of his deck which came out just after the first think on your feet with peter in it because we talk about old keyring in a lot of detail there and how it compares to say flashlight I think this is really nice for Stella for a couple of reasons. One is that it's going to help her pass tests on low shroud because she's only got intellect two. The other thing is that she can take a punt on passing higher shroud locations. So say drop a shroud three to shroud one and then she's a two on one. And if she takes that punt and fails, she gets an extra action. Terrific. And doesn't lose a key from old keyring, and if she takes that test and succeeds, then she's got the clue that she wanted, which I suppose was the plan, and at that point she loses the key. It would really be a case of finding the times where you don't mind for either to happen, and maybe there's a plan to playing a look what I found or something else afterwards that would be very interesting. I've got to say I'm also really interested to see how many failure cards are in this stellar deck, like Look What I Found, or Lucky, or Live and Learn, because those cards seem so central to what we think of as the fail-to-win style, and it'll be really interesting to see how many are reprinted. So yeah, I won't say more about the old keyring. It's also a two-off, and it's unsurprisingly. Next is Granny Orn, Tough Old Bird. Four cost, unique asset, willpower icon, ally traded. You get plus one willpower it's okay. When an investigator at your location would fail a skill test, exhaust Granny Orn, that investigator fails by either one less or one more. One health, three sanity, takes up the ally slot. Now we saw a version of Granny Orn, I confess I can't remember if it was an XP version or this version, and I've just been struck by a thought that never struck me while I looked at it. It doesn't say that the investigator gains plus one or minus one to their skill, they still fail. So if you're about to fail a test by one, you can fail it by zero instead. That might be important where the amount you fail by matters, like rotting remains, as I mentioned, or grasping hands, or even something like a false lead for each point you fail by place one of your clues on your location, that could be killer. But you're still failing. And that's important for Stella because you're still getting an extra action, as I've said. I mean, I think maybe you need to drink every time I mention getting an extra action for failing. What about the plus one willpower? Four cost for a single static boost is pretty pretty steep, I'd say. I think shoring her stats up so she's got Wendy-like stats of four in, in both defensive stats, willpower and agility, is pretty nice. It does seem quite an ask for this. I think the other thing to think about about that reaction ability is failing by one less or one more. If you're only failing by one, you could make yourself fail by two. If No, if you're failing by three, sorry, I've got to get this right, you could make yourself fail by two instead and trigger something like, look what I found, or oops, or dumb luck. What what other occasions are there where it would be good to fail by more? Unless we see a card that says, for each point you fail by, do a good thing gain a resource, whatever. I don't think there's a card like that yet. I'm just racking my brains, but I can't think of one. So let's see if there's a card like that. Because as far as I can tell, the most important cards care about failing by two or fewer. Yes, I suppose Granny Orn, I have seen people play lucky when they're three or four below the test threshold. To get them to the minus two to play, look what I found. And it's not the best play of Lucky, obviously, but it's still a way of, it's like a two-card combo to get the failure tech to fire. And Granny Orn could be doing that in a smaller way. She's only giving you a plus one, but she's just pulling you up the threshold that you need to get to. Interesting. She's a a thinker, right? I'm looking forward to seeing her in play. Two copies of her. Next is Mysterious Raven. A one-cost asset. One intellect icon. Ally and creature traded. So straight away, Stella has two allies. Free trigger, discard Mysterious Raven and take a horror. Discover one clue at your location. And thank goodness, there's an Edgar Allan Poe quote here. And his eyes have all the seeming of a demon's that is dreaming. It's Edgar Allan Poe, the raven. Null health and one sanity takes up the ally slot. Love it. That's really cool. So Mysterious Raven is two clues what stray cat is to evasion, sort of, but you do have to take a horror to to trigger the raven. I guess because it sort of scares you as it flies away. That's nice though. One cost, one action to get a clue. I know I wouldn't say it, but like Preston replaying ravens repeatedly, pretty cool. <laughs> and you've got intellect too, so you can't rely on those key rings of Stella all the time. Just pop the raven, get a clue. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's cheeky. I mean, even... And again, I said I wouldn't do it. So that's the other drinking game. For every time I start talking about other investigators when I've said I wouldn't do it, what about Yorick with that? Just fire, fire it away. I mean, again, you'd need to handle the horror. But maybe if you're using uh, Grimm's Fairy Tales as well, right? You're popping Grimm's Fairy Tales for failing tests, and that's healing you horror, and you're using mysterious raven and paying horror, essentially, to get clues. Amazing. The next card looks very familiar. It's Rabbit's Foot. One cast Wild Icon. It's exactly the same, right? They claimed it would bring me good luck. I wouldn't say that's true, but now I feel like it would be even worse luck to get rid of it. Takes up the accessory slot. After you feel a skill test, Exhaust Rabbit Foot, draw a card. Now that is another card that fits into the failure tech, isn't it? The steady card draw as you tank tests. The power that you come comes with drawing Thin and Rabbit's Foot. Oh, and Chuck in the Take Heart as well. You can draw four cards and get two resources, or draw three cards and get four resources. Like that as a combo engine thing is just obscene. I can see people establishing that in Stellar because you also get an action on top. Drink. Nice reprint, I guess. Means if you buy a core set and the Stellar Investigator deck, you've got a full play set plus one of Rabbit's foot. Yeah, there's two of them. Next is Scrapper, level zero. Two cost asset, combat and agility icons. Free trigger, spend a resource, you get plus one combat for this skill test. Free trigger, spend a resource, you get plus one agility for this skill test. It's hard knocks, but it's in Survivor. What does that mean? I don't know. Useful for Stella, obviously, to boost her physical stats. It's really the first time we're seeing the... I was going to say the Trinity, but it's not. What's a Tetralogy? Pentalogy? pentology of physical training hyper awareness hard knocks arcane studies and dig deep that those were the five two cost skill boosters in the core set we're seeing that finally shaken up now where scrapper can boost the stats of another one so obviously we saw with the composures that they boosted some of the stats that other ones did so moxie boosts the same as dig deep for instance but we never saw at level zero the same two boosts for the same factions. Am I making any sense? I don't think so. But you know what I mean. Basically, this is hard knocks in red. And I guess the impact for that is who are the people who wish they could take hard knocks but didn't have access to Rogue but who do have access to Scrapper? And again, Yorick springs to mind, although he could also take physical training. Maybe maybe Silas as well, for that matter, who doesn't, you know, particularly investigators who are very focused on one faction. And actually, Stella could take Dig Deep and Scrap her, but couldn't branch out into other factions unless she uses Versatile for her skill boosters. So this just broadens the pool slightly if you want to play a resource-boosting style. This is one of the things I'm really looking forward to with these starter decks, is actually playing some talents again. I've really moved away from that kind of resource-generation, pay-to-win style, and I think I should probably revisit it a little bit, because basically I liked it as a style... Hyper Awareness and Streetwise... Hyper Awareness... (laughs) Higher Education and Streetwise came out, and then it's almost not worth using any other boosting style because they're so powerful. And actually, there's maybe something to be said for just getting a card like this down and topping up the skill that you really want to pass with. Two copies of Scrapper. Whoa! Will to Survive level 0. It's four cost, same as the level 3 version. It's got combat and agility icons. I think the level... 3 version has a wild icon somewhere in there. Maybe combat and wild? Spirit traded. Fast. Play only during your turn. Do not reveal chaos tokens for the next skill test you perform this turn. Okay, (laughs) I can remember what the difference is here. Will to survive level 3 is no tokens for the turn. This is pay 4 to not worry for one test. I'm imagining you save up to do this for one baller test probably at the end of your turn. But I could be wrong, or maybe the first test you take in the turn, you really need to smash. This is sort of a game ender for me, where you... Well, maybe you've reached that point, I can't fail anymore. I do not, I cannot afford to fail anymore. I've failed too much, too hard, so I'm going to pay four. Four is steep for a one-off, right? You've got to hope you haven't been spending all your money on Scrapper. That is, yeah, super steep. Will to Survive 3 is one of the most powerful cards in the game. Obviously, it was much more powerful when there were fewer such cards. I think I would... I struggle to pay pay for Will to Survive 3 as it is. So paying for one test seems pretty tough. I guess also anyone who can splash this and double or nothing. This is super cheeky. So yeah, that remains to be seen, I suppose. Two of those. Next is a Test of Will level 0 as well. Wow. Cards we recognise, but different versions. It still has a willpower icon. It's spirit traded. Fast. Play when an investigator at your location draws a non-weakness treachery card. Test willpower 3. If you succeed, cancel that card's revelation effect. With or without hope, all you can do is resist. Okay, before it was just exile it. This is no exile, but you can test willpower 3. If you're playing a Stella, your willpower is three already, so you probably want Granny Orn down to boost that willpower, and maybe have a plan to throw in a Neither Rain Nor Snow to try and secure that test, or throw in some other willpower icons, I imagine. Or maybe they've drawn a locked door, and you play this for one, because it gives you a test that you might fail in Mythos and make sure you get a four action turn. A little pro play for you there. That's pretty cool. Two of those. Next is Dumb Luck. Okay, reprinted, right? Dumb Luck was also a level zero. Two cost, double agility icon, fast. Play after you fail a skill test by two or less during an evasion attempt against a non-elite enemy. Place that enemy on top of the encounter deck. Fortune favours the oblivious. Okay, so are we also about to see, look what I found, and oops. Next card is Grit Your Teeth. Now, this is one of the cards that was announced. One cost event, wild icon, has stellar in the art. Spirit traded, fast, play after you fail a skill test. You get plus one to each of your skills for the remainder of the round. I think this is one of the most stellar stellar cards, because it feels to me like it's just feeding into what she wants to do. And I'm already picturing this fail in Mythos to succeed in Investigation Phase style, or fail in Mythos and at the beginning of your turn to then succeed later. Particularly if you're having a four-action turn, that idea of like building in momentum... I really like so you throw whatever test you get you don't commit anything to it you pay one with this and you get plus one to each of your skills for the remainder of your round her stat line is then four three four five straight up pretty good you can more or less turn your hand to whatever you need to do that turn it just feels to me like a neat card a neat card i'm resisting the urge to mention other people who'd enjoy it two of those live and learn hey that's a cool reprint good okay so we've seen dumb luck and live and learn will we see look what i found or lucky or oops look what i found okay cool that's familiar as well we should be keeping a tally of which cards are the same two of those oops okay there we go we've seen the full trio of failure cards very nice and oops is worth bearing in mind here as well two cost two combat icons fast play after you fail a skill test by two or less while attacking an enemy engaged with you important that they're engaged with you deal this attack's damage to a different enemy at your location so you have to hit the one that's on you which means if it has retaliate it would hit you Oh, it would hit you if it's engaged with someone else as well but you want to miss so you don't deal your damage to someone else because it's engaged with you anyway but instead you redirect the damage to someone else oops for me is one of the most difficult fail cards to pull off mainly because they play solo, and it requires two enemies at the location. They can both be engaged with you, but it's it requires a situation that is rarer in solo than in other settings. It might be a cheeky card to take into the Dream Eaters, where you can do that with Swarm. So if you miss one Swarm, you hit the other Swarm, because enemies come in pairs or in threes in Dream Eaters often, potentially. You could also do something with dragging enemies around to Trigger Oops, but then you're taking a tax of opportunity, which isn't great. But okay, I think that's really nice. We've seen Rabbit's Foot, Dumb Luck, Oops, Look What I Found, and Live and Learn. So that's a suite of five cards, all about failure. Nice to just put them all in the pile together. Take Heart. Wow. Okay, they're really leaning into this. This is six cards now. Nice to see Take Heart there. I mean, do I want four copies of Take Heart? I suppose, yeah. Cherished keepsake whoa cherished keepsake level one nearly didn't notice that cherished keepsake level one is a zero cost asset with a willpower icon item and charm traded it's got null health and now four sanity it takes up the accessory slot but it has a forced effect when cherished keepsake is defeated by horror exile it whoa okay And I guess that forced effect stops Tommy Muldoon's ability from shuffling it back in, because it's forced when, rather than reaction when. Damn, drink, I'm afraid, because I thought of a different investigator. One cost. So, we know what's coming up here, because Peter and I also got to announce Deja Vu. Deja Vu's coming up later in this pack, and allows us to, allows you rather, when you've purchased it, to repurchase Exiled Cards at one fewer XP, I think I'm getting that right. We'll see in a minute if I was right or wrong. So you could pay two XP to get two upgraded Cherish Keepsakes in your deck. If you only bought this starter deck, you wouldn't have the level zero version, but that would be a nice horror soak for you. And if they're gonna get exiled, you'll just get them back again. If you're also playing Test of Will, it's a nice XP save, seems pretty good. I think the power of a four horror soak for zero cost and only one XP is pretty bananas really. And definitely this is a card that will find homes in other places as well, for sure, because it's such a bank there. You can do fun things with it. I mean, it's also the thing, I've, I've had this actually with the, god, what's it called? The Guiding Spirit. The Friendly Geist, I was going to say. Casper. The Guiding Spirit. Guiding Spirit also gets exiled when it takes horror, up to its limit. But I found ways of getting playing around that. Like, you could put three horror on this Cherished Keepsake and then play another Accessory and then the Keepsake gets bumped out and it hasn't been exiled. That's a possibility. You have options like that. So that's worth bearing in mind. Other accessories include Rabbit's Foot, which is in this deck. So you can play the Keepsake early, fail some tests, take some horror, and then bump it when you need to. Two of those. Leather Coat. I should have guessed it. Leather Coat level one as well. Zero cost combat icon. When Leather Coat is defeated by damage, exile it. The coat was not the most fashionable choice but it did feel warm and reassuring in its bulk. I don't think that's Stella in the art, but it does look a bit like her, which is kind of cool. Again, for soak. Pretty much everything I've said for keepsake qualifies for this as well. Again, Stella with 8-8 in her stats. If she puts a leather coat and a keepsake down, she's 12-12. She's just, she could soak for days properly, Tank. And I think, again, it will be about finding the interesting homes for this in other places that will be very interesting to see. Next is the Point 1-8 Derringer, level 2. This is now 2 cost instead of 3 cost. It's keeping me on my toes remembering this. It's got 2 XP pips. It's combat and agility icons. I think it's gained the agility. Item weapon, firearm, illicit Uses 3 ammo. That is a really good trade-up. 3 cost for 2 ammo to 2 cost for 3 ammo. Super nice. Takes up a hand slot. Action, spend an ammo. Fight. You get plus 2 combat and deal plus 1 damage for this attack. If you fail, place one ammo on the Derringer, and the next time you trigger this ability this round, you get an additional plus one combat for that attack. So you shoot, you miss, and the next time it's a plus three combat, plus one damage. So you almost deliberately try to tank the first hit somehow, shooting an enemy you don't think you'll hit, and then playing Oops to direct the damage onto an easier enemy, and then you get a better chance at hitting the hard enemy. I mean... It does raise the question, are you going to fail with the Derringer? I guess fighting a four health enemy. If I'm fighting the Masked Hunter, maybe that's a bit tricky. Five against four. I fail the first time and then I get six against four. Yeah, I can see that. And two costs for three ammo. Super generous, I think. That's really nice, particularly as you don't lose ammo if you miss. So it's a guaranteed six damage once you get the hit. Nice XP card. Next is a Test of Will level two. Zero cost, willpower icon, so it's gone down to zero. Fast, play when an investigator at your location draws a non-weakness treachery card. Cancel that card's revelation effect. Then test willpower three if you fail exile test of will. Okay, wow, it's combined the test from the level zero and the exile from the level one to make it that you don't have to exile it. Wow, cool. Zero cost as well to cancel. I mean, prepare your glasses. Agnes, right? She passes that test any day of the week. Just cancels for days. Yeah. Oh, OK, cool. So you've got you've got this weird thing going on here again. I do think this is a way of triggering a test for Stella in Mythos, even if you weren't thinking a test was coming up. Piling all your failure stuff into it. Maybe you're rebuying this exiled card anyway. Yeah, you've drawn Uh, an enemy and then someone's drawn a treachery without a test so you just give yourself a test that sets you up for a four action turn maybe you've played grit your teeth as well maybe you've thrown in take heart into the test yeah you just you use it to springboard into success super strong she's uh, willpower three so it's hard to pass yeah okay interesting yeah yeah i can see that two of those Look what I found, level 2! Oh, okay! It has still 2 cost, 2 XP, it's 2 intellect and an agility now. Fast, play after you fail a skill test by 3 or less while investigating. Discover 2 total clues from among your location and connecting locations. Holy hell, that is amazing! There's two reasons why that's amazing. One, the 3 or less threshold. Super nice. Two... The fact that you can get clues from separate locations, including connecting locations, means you can position yourself at a shroud that you're more likely to hit the three or less threshold to, and can get the clue from the high shroud location that you were really going to struggle with, or the other way around, or the, the location that has some extra, you know, take horror when you investigate it, or take extra actions to investigate it, you can get around that. Particularly cool... Because sometimes I don't want to play Look What I Found and pay two to get one measly clue in solo. And I would love if Look What I Found helped me get clues repeatedly. And this does that. You open up the locations, you find the perfect place to fail, and then you collect the locations from places behind you. Amazing. What an upgrade. Such a good upgrade. That's really nice. Really nice. It helps if I've played a card a lot. I can get excited about it. And I should have said before I looked at the next card, are we going to get... upgraded dumb luck, and could we get upgraded oops? We've already seen that, right? Upgraded dumb luck, two cost as well, two XP, it's gained a willpower icon, so it's willpower, agility, agility. Fast, play after you fail a skill test by three or less during an evasion attempt against a non-elite enemy. So far, say so the same. Place that enemy on the bottom of the encounter deck. Oh, wow. Two XP takes dumb luck from being a rarely played to being a serious contender, right? Oh, that is nice. So that's all of the fun things that dumb luck could do about putting an enemy with doom back on the deck to avoid that, or putting a tricky hunter enemy away or one that spawned in a tricky location. It's like, yeah, away and almost certainly dealt with unless the deck is about to run out or about to reshuffle. But you, know, you should hopefully know that that's about to happen or be aware of that kind of thing. It's seeing an early enemy and dumb lucking it to the bottom of the deck in solo means you might never see that enemy again for the scenario. Amazing. What an upgrade. I love both of those. Look what I found in dumb luck. Awesome. Two of those. Sweet puppies. Unexpected Courage. Unexpected Card. Unexpected Courage level two is a survivor card with two wild icons, which is exactly the same as it has a neutral max one committed per skill test. If this test fails, return unexpected courage to your hand. Wowee! It's like Silas's ability on a card. You just pull it back. Okay, (laughs) that is pretty cool. So you chuck this into this putative test of will test in Mythos that you want to pass. You fail, so you end up exiling test of will, but you get the unexpected courage back and you get the extraction. Yeah, it works in that really interesting way. It's, is it sort of the inverse of neither rain nor snow? Neither rain nor snow gives you plus three, but if you unluckily fail, nothing bad happens. This gives you plus two, and if you fail, you get the, you keep the plus two. So you commit it to the test that you really want to pass, and then if something bad happens, you still have it. That is the Silas play. Sorry, drink. The Silas play is that you throw the card in to the first time you attempt to test, and if you fail, you keep the card, hold it, and then pilot in knowing that you'll pass again yeah cracking yes very nice feel like we're getting close to the end now granny Orn, level three this is the one i think i've seen yeah it is look at that text okay so four costs three xp so she's the same cost she's got willpower and intellect icons now so she's gained an icon ally traded you get plus one willpower and plus one intellect So she's St. Hubert's Key, essentially, but for Survivor. Reaction. When an investigator at your location would fail a skill test, exhaust Granny Orn, that investigator gets plus one skill value or minus one skill value for that test. So that is where I was remembering this thing from. So level zero, you fail by one less or one more, but level three, you can gain plus one skill, which means if you're about to fail by one, you then pass, because you're at evens, and evens are passes. Or you can fail by more. Why would you want to fail by more? Did I ever work that out? Oh, oh yeah, you are about to fail. When an investigator at your location would fail a skill test, exhaust Granny on. You fail by one more. There must be a reason. What is it? I can't for the life of me think about it. I feel like there'll be a card that says something like, for each point you fail by, you get this amazing thing, but I can't think of it. Does Rise to the Occasion care? Rise to the occasion three, for each point different you are. But that's that's your base skill, it's not your it's not your test value. Someone tell me, that one I'm missing why you'd want to fail by more. So yeah. I guess yeah, rabbit's foot for each point you fail by. Rabbit's foot level three I mean for each point you fail by draw a card. Or look, search that many cards and pick one. So you might want to fail by more because, yeah, say it's a chill, difficulty four. You somehow pull a zero as Stella. So you're, no, you'd have Granny Orn in play. So you pull a minus one. So you're a three against four. You're only failing by one. You want to trigger Rabbits Foot level three. So you give yourself another minus one. So you fail by two for some reason rather than just passing. But yeah, anyway, you do that. Bear with me here. So then you fail by two. So when you trigger Rabbit's Foot, you look at the top two cards you your deck and pick one. Right? Maybe? Yeah. Really, the reason why I was getting stuck in that example is really you want to fail by two. So Granny Orn, the boost of plus one wouldn't get you to pass anyway. So then you may as well fail by three because the fail effect is a binary effect for Chill. It's losing an asset or take two damage. It's not for each point you fail by. That's where you might want to fail by more. If you've got things that trigger off failing by more effects and the test itself doesn't care okay cool we got there in the end my my head hurts I think I think she's a cool ally by the way I think it's a, a cool thing the 3xp to get the two boosts is pretty hard the thing I would say as well is that the intellect boost is particularly notable to me because it's only the guiding spirit that also offers an intellect boost statically in survivor and That's something that definitely they've hurt for for a while. Stella being a 4-3-3-4 stat line with Granny Worn down it's quite enticing. Next is Lucky Level 3. Well, well, well. It's dropped to zero cost. Fast. Play when an investigator at your location would fail a skill test. They get plus three to their skill value for that test. That investigator draws one card crazy level two is one cost and plus two and so for the extra xp pip you've saved an x ex- a resource and you've gained an extra plus one so you could f- be failing a test by one and suddenly be passing it by two with lucky three or also your value drops very low because you draw a minus five or a minus six and you bump yourself back up to reasonable abilities Yeah, what can I say? Lucky is an insanely good card that I've been playing since the core set. I've had to re-sleeve my copies of Lucky a couple of times because I play it so much. It's a great card because it's reactive. That's, I think, the most important thing about it, that you've got the boost and you can choose whether or not to deploy it. And at higher XP, it replaces itself. And this does exactly that, but gives you an even more reactive boost and replaces itself. Whoa, wait a second. It's play when an investigator at your location would fail a skill test. They get plus three to their skill value and they draw a card. You can even play this on other people as if this wasn't good enough. I was positive about it even without that. But that is guaranteeing the big deduction play of your seeker, guaranteeing the big hit from your guardian, guaranteeing the weird gamble play that your rogue is playing. Just making all of those things happen, guaranteeing the big spell that's being cast by your mystic. Yeah, that's cracking. This is one to watch as well for Innsmouth, where the predictability of the bag might be all over the place with Bless and Curse, and having something like Lucky to smooth out a curse and also give you more of a boost would be really cool. Yeah, super strong card. (laughs) The next card is Chainsaw. Chainsaw! Who is that in the art? It looks like Jenny. And it's Duel Bruce Studios, who've done the art as well. My favourite artist. This is a 4 cost asset for 4 XP. Hey, it's a higher than 3 XP survivor card. It has triple combat icons. Item, tool, weapon and melee. Uses 3 supplies. 4 cost for 3 supplies. Action, spend 1 supply, fight. You get plus 2 combat and deal plus 2 damage for this attack. If this attack fails, either place one supply on Chainsaw or deal one damage to the attacked enemy. Oh, wow. So you can attack three times at plus two combat, dealing three damage each one. So four costs for nine damage, pretty good. But also failure, you can either reload the Chainsaw or still just be doing pips of damage. So against a four health enemy, you hit it once with the Chainsaw. Great. You try and hit it again. Not sure why you would, but the failure no even better even better you hit it with the chainsaw miss do a damage to the four health enemy play live and learn and get to do the attack again without spending another supply and hit the second time and kill the enemy that is there you go some pro survivor plays for you i got there in the end okay cool takes up double hand slot so what i'm thinking here is that you've cracked open the stellar investigator starter deck and you are being the fighter probably not taking your upgraded dumb luck unless you're also sort of dealing with enemies that way but yeah you're upgrading your hand slots into taking the chainsaw and you're tangling with enemies and maybe you're upgrading your leather coats and keepsakes because then you can just soak hits for days and you can take sort of uh, putative tests to try and speculative tests even to try and pass evades not worrying too much because you can soak everything and then you get your chainsaw out and chainsaw people what's not to love You could even, act of desperation, throw your chainsaw at someone afterwards. (laughs) That would be amazing. Okay, next card. There's two chainsaws. Okay, next card is Quick Learner. Another 4 XP survivor card. So they decided they're going for it, and they're going for it. This is null-costed because it's permanent, so it starts in play. It's a condition during or before your first action of each of your turns. Each skill test you perform gets plus one difficulty. During or after your third action of each of your turns, each skill test you perform, gets minus one difficulty. It's a chess game, but it's kind of insane and terrifying in the art. I think the art is really cool. I can't remember, but I think Matt has ruled on whether the Mythos phase counts as during or before your first action of each of your turns. Obviously it is before the first action of your turn, but it's whether that during or before is sort of in the window of your turn has begun or not, I think Mythos does count, so I think it makes Mythos harder and your first action harder, and then after your third action it makes it easier. So what's to note here? You can take two of these for 8 XP, so you get plus two difficulty on the first test. Do you remember what we said about finding an early test to fail so that you could power through? I think that's what we're talking about here, and. During or after your third action, you get minus one difficulty, so that would be minus two difficulty. So at Shroud, two locations, you're just investigating for free. And the other thing is if you failed that first test, you've still got three actions left because you've gained an extra action. So action two is normal, and then action three and four are getting this minus two, which is the equivalent of this card giving you unexpected courage for two actions every turn of the game to to commit which is, I mean, it's better than that because it's reducing the difficulty as well. I think this card is bonkers, super cool, can't wait to play with it. I think it will be really powerful, and I think it will completely define a way of playing Survivor that you grow in power through the turn. I mean, if you know that your first test is going to be too harder, it's probably going to be a failure, which means if you have your failure stuff lined up for the beginning of the turn, great, and then you're set up to do other stuff later like smash tests and then for that point when you're like oh my goodness actually i need to pass the first test or i die you've got will to survive and you just pay admittedly a lot of resources but you pay to make sure you don't reveal a token and pass wicked card we're getting close to the end here's deja vu yes this is a permanent as well this is what we announced it looks a lot like the stray cat five xp talent and cursed traded In between two scenarios of a campaign, reduce the experience cost to repurchase up to three cards that you exiled during the last scenario by one each. Haven't you seen this before? So you can rebuy those Keepsakes and Coats if you're playing just this deck, or you could rebuy your Test of Wills, your Flares. You could rebuy Stroke of Luck or Fortune or Fate as well. You could also rebuy Test of Will level two, and it would cost one XP. Those last ones would cost one XP rather than two. We did the maths and worked out that you probably want to play this in an eight-part campaign. You definitely don't want to play it in a four-part campaign because I don't think you get enough back given that you've paid five XP plus the XP to originally include the Exile cards. But I think it might breathe some really nice life into Exile that you just play really aggressively with Exile. And, you know, it's saying to you Exile three things a scenario because you get that XP for free. And unlike, say, Arcane Research that sort of passively gives you the XP and you build up your spells. This is saying if you didn't exile three things, you don't get that XP. So you really want to go for it and exile things. There's two copies of that baby as well, so you could run two. That is the end of the deck. phew Okay, we went as long as I expected to with this. Pretty cool. Uh, interestingly, very interestingly, there are no XP cards that are reprints. So all of the reprints are in the level zero. Is that right? I think so, yeah. And I thought there'd be a old Keering leveled up, but there isn't. So that's kind of intriguing to me as well. That at higher levels getting clues. I guess you've got to Look What I Found too. But yeah. That is a really cool first look at a deck, I think. Skills, she's only got 2 Take Heart. So it's weird, like, balance where you'd think there'd be maybe 4 or 5 skills... I suppose you've got three Neither Rain Nor Snow. So you've got those and Take Heart, and maybe you upgrade into the Unexpected Courage. Yeah, I can't wait to play with this deck. I think my first impression straight away is it feels quite balanced, and I really like that one of the things the investigator Starter decks are doing is trying to say, look, take a bit of a, a different grab bag of different things. Here are some combat cards. Here are some clue cards. It'll be really fun to then integrate these cards with my card pool and start properly picking into, like, what if we just make Stella a clue getter? How do we do that? What do we actually strip out we get rid of the derringers, the chainsaw, get rid of the oops? What do we gain from doing that? You know, does she like, say, Fortuitous Discovery? Does she like, I don't know, just a flashlight instead of a key ring as well? Or as well as, or a newspaper, you know, pile in these different cards and go from there. And then also how far can you push the failure? Do you want to spend 3xp on Drawing Thin if you're playing Taboo? And really go for that as well and turn that into an engine. Really, really interesting. Really fun to do this first one. Stay tuned because there are more coming out. You can get in touch with us at Drawn to the Flame podcast at gmail.com. We're Drawn to the Flame on Facebook and Twitter. And I hope you're not completely giddy from all the times I included other investigators or mentions that Stella can take extra actions. That was tonight's Drinking Games, and there'll be more to follow. Thanks for listening. Bye.